welcome back to FanFit's House, a member of the Real Fans Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And in this episode, we're going to be going back to the happiest places on Earth to discuss some uh, recent expansion announcements for both Disney World and Disneyland. Yes, and we're also going to be discussing what we would do as um, CEO of the Disney Parks. So, shall we get started? Of course. So, Gabby, what would you do? What would be your first thing you do? Bring back free fast passes. Number one thing. Okay, I have something similar on mine being bring back the fast pass plus system. Which is like the same thing, yeah. right? But just like on your phone. Ours is, yeah, you can book it out like 60 days prior. Or you used to. Okay. Um, prior to your vacation for the whole trip. Yeah. But yeah, my number one is bringing back free fast passes. Because... <laughs> I'm very heated about this. I do not like Bob Chipek. I said it like that on purpose because he's... Because he's cheap and he wants to he only cares about the money yeah did you speaking of which did you see that announcement that disney parks posted that like he had sent an email to the cast members and it was like his plan for the next hundred years of disneyland and i was like hold up you think you're gonna be around for the next hundred years try six months bruh like and one of them was like listen to our audience and everybody in the comments was like if you really cared about your audience you would quit like yeah. The whole comment section was that. Yeah. Which, like, we don't speak for the brand or company at all. No. At all. At all. I need to, like, yeah. Neither of us work there, but, like, these are I'm our thoughts and opinions. In the near future, um, you will notice that, how I skirt around things. Yeah. Just, these are our opinions and thoughts. Don't come for us people. Just <laughs> our just thoughts I'm just realizing how many of ours are very similar. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Um, so yeah, that's like my number one thing is fast passes need to be free again because that was the best. Mm-hmm. Also, we need fast pass plus where you could do it on your phone. Sixty days prior. Six days sixty days yeah, prior. Six yeah. zero. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. Because it was really nice because you like that's when dining reservations open up. They open up sixty mm-hmm. days in advance. So you could book dining and fast pass reservations at the same time. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Also, I would love it if we could make dining reservations again. Because, like, the last time we went, like, we tried to make reservations for dining and literally nothing was open. I know. It's easier here at Disney World because we have so many places. We don't. We have, like, a handful of places that are open. And that was the most frustrating part. And, like... So, Zach has a Disney credit card. Oh, yeah. And so, when we go, we buy everything there on his card because he gets, like, 10% off of, like, certain things and we get, like, discounts on stuff. I like, thought about signing and, up for that one. Yeah. Before getting so, my annual pass so that I yeah. could use it for my annual pass. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, we were like, great, we'll use it. And, like, you get 10% off on select restaurants. Only one of the restaurants was open that we get discounts on. No. Yeah. Only one of them was open. I'm adding another one to mine before we even get there. Um, It's going to be um, bring back character dining. Right? 
I know it's like a COVID health and safety thing, but like I went to one restaurant that's that's normally a character dining early last year, like February, mm-hmm. my birthday. It was actually like right around Valentine's Day or my birthday kind of time period. Mm-hmm. It was it was on Valentine's Day actually. Okay, I remember that, and it was the Be Our Guest restaurant where you go inside Beast Castle, mm-hmm. and normally you can meet. Um, beast when you're exiting like he doesn't come around to each table he has like a special meet and greet spot mm-hmm. and he kind of just like walked around to each of the rooms and like bowed and then like walked away that's weird nowadays and it, i don't i don't like it yeah also i like i, I understand. don't like how they did that restaurant post covid so probably will not be going back there we'll get there (laughs) yeah um but yeah i just like it's so frustrating when you want to eat food at like an actual sit-down place like most of the places that were open were like carts or like uh windows yeah and like in disney's california adventure there's like two or three places where you can actually like sit it's like one of them right Yeah. yeah Like, there's Carthay Circle, and then there's, like, the one place that serves wine. It's, like, a vineyard-style place. And then there's, um, there's, like, a little food court-type deal in, like, their Fisherman's Little Wharf area. And there's a Bodine's Bakery, and the Bodine's was closed, which is a shame, because Bodine's is, like, amazing. It's my favorite part of going. And then... There is supposed to be, like, you can get in line and get, on one side it's, like, Asian-style food. I don't know exactly what it is because it's, like, kind of a mix. There's, like, dumplings and you can get, like, bao sandwiches and you can get, like, a banh mi and, like, spring rolls and that kind of deal. And then on the other side, it's, like, chicken fingers and, like, that kind of deal. There's a place like that in Epcot. Yeah, and both sides were closed. Interesting. Yeah, so the we ended up going to get food. I think we had to go to downtown Disney to eat, but even then, like, everything was, like, there was so much that was closed. And that was the frustrating part is, like, we're like, we just want to eat some food. I had that, there was I've had one that churro cart at um, studios recently, Hollywood Studios, because they don't have that much I, food options there to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that... It just became very hard to find. Yeah. Epcot's the there easiest. Was one... Epcot is easy. I love Epcot. I'm an Epcot There's food girl. everywhere. You turn, you take a step and there's food. Especially because they keep on doing festivals. Like every like two weeks, there's a new festival, it seems like. I'm jealous. Well, the festivals but will yeah. end like after their two-month run. And then two weeks later, mm-hmm. it's the next one. That's nice. Yeah. I. But yeah. This last time that we went, I like wanted I wanted to get churros and I could only find one churro cart that was open and it was hidden behind the Matterhorn. Like it was ugh, it was so frustrating to try to get food and like there were carts everywhere, but there was nobody manning them. Yeah. And I think part of it was like a staffing problem. I don't think they had the staff to yeah, maintain I also everything. Know that Disney World, at least they were trying not to serve like popcorn or like walk around and snack food like pretzels and stuff during the pandemic mm-hmm. like early pandemic when um masks were still mandatory outside 
outside. Yeah, this was after this was after every this was in June of this okay. year. So when you could still wear a mask, you didn't have to wear masks at all. Oh, or, sorry, yeah, last year. It's twenty twenty. Or you didn't have to wear masks inside or outside if you were okay. vaccinated. So like we were like, oh, we're fine. Yeah. And like we were just walking around and like there was we couldn't find anything. That was the frustrating part. It's like we were just freaking hungry. Yeah. So I say bring back food carts. Also, really quick, I have to ask, what's your favorite Disney snack? There's a very specific place. And when you come to visit me in mm-hmm. um, over here in Disney World, in Tomorrowland, they have the cream cheese pretzels. That's like the... Like, I've heard of these. It's so good. Because, like, they have... It's like they have a sweet one that has, like... It's like cream cheese... Fr- not frosting, but kind of like a sweeter cream cheese inside of it. And it has like cinnamon dusting. But then there's the normal one. And it's just such a great snack. I love that. But I don't really go to like Tomorrowland to get snacks, if that makes any sense. Kind of, yeah. But like a good Mickey pretzel is always fun. Okay. If you're following us on our Instagram to go to our latest Instagram post... <laughs> And let us know what your favorite snack is. But yeah, because mine is churros. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned that about a hundred times. Everybody knows churros are my favorite. I will post my favorite photo of me at Disneyland. It is my absolute favorite photo of all time. Or Dole Whip. Dole Whips are fire too. You can get them at most of the parks nowadays. It used to be just at Magic Kingdom. But I know Animal Kingdom Mm -hmm. serves them and you can get them. I forget they have like an alcoholic version that you can get at Animal Kingdom. I love that. Hold on, let me find Here it. in California, you can only get it at Adventureland. Yeah, that's where it is in Magic Kingdom. It's like right next to the Tiki Room and Pirates and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, um, that's the only place you can get it here. Animal Kingdom, it's in the Africa section, right by the Festival of the Lion King show, which is my favorite show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can go in and get that and then go watch the show. Very nice. And this is not coming up. I'm trying to find the alcohol. I have it. some I have some exciting news for you when we get to the expansion parts. Okay. So oh, did you just hear my wrist crack? Yes, I did. That was so, so loud. Sorry. Um Dole Whip with rum. You can get just the regular Dole Whips or you could get it with dark rum in it. I like that idea. That sounds good. <laughs> That sounds fire. Put that on the list for when we go. Yes. They ca- they came out with it in 2018. So you know they've... Ugh. Ugh. Yes. Genius. It's in Harambe okay. Market in the Africa section. It was named that way before Harambe. Before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we have one of those here, too. Interesting. Ours is just like or in maybe, Animal I don't Kingdom. Know. Maybe it's not here. No, there's something similar. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the one at the San Diego Zoo. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, so anyway, moving on. The next thing I would do is I think there should be, there used to be a long time ago, a bus loop that you could take to get to the parks, and it was free. Interesting. So you could just hop on a little bus. At least I think. I'm not quite sure now. But I could have sworn there used to be a thing where you could hop on a bus and you could just, like, go to the parks from the hotels. 
And if it doesn't exist, it needs to exist and be included with ticket price. I have something also very similar to that that I'll cover later. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, Let's see. My next thing is to lower ticket prices just a little bit. Yeah. Maybe not like so much that it's like crazy, but like we're getting to a point where ticket prices are so astronomical that it's like infuriating to even try to go. Like it breaks the bank. Like the whole point for like Disneyland and Disney World was like the average American family can go and like have a good time. Yeah. But like now it's gotten to the point where it's like the average upper 1% American family can go and have a good time. Yeah. Or you have to save your entire life savings to go. That's pretty much me with my annual pass right now. I'm struggling to save money. Yeah. <laughs> to buy it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think it's a little ridiculous how expensive things have gotten. And they just had a price hike, too. Did you see that? Yes. That, like, food and merchandise inside the park is getting a price hike? Yeah, I did. Which so I already is getting... so expensive. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get to a point where eventually people are just going to stop. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we're already just starting not to pay get it that anymore. at Disney World. Yeah. At least. No, I think at both parks, like, people are fed up with the prices. Yeah. It's just too much. Especially because you know what, a certain CEO is cutting prices on or cutting back prices with um, less entertainment and less character meet and greets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Less employees. While upping the price. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um. Let's see. The next thing on my list is already kind of happening. Okay. So like. It's cool. I thought of this before. I looked into, like, the revamps and stuff. Yeah. But I want to revamp Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. We don't have any Roger Rabbit representation in Disney World. Literally, Roger Rabbit is so old. There's a reason you don't have it there anymore. Because it's so old. I don't We're think the last we ever generation had Roger to know Ra- it. Rabbit. Unless, I don't know. Unless it was, like, a character meet and greet at studios. We never had it. Yeah. But, like... Like, it's so old. Like It is. N- like, that movie is well over 30 years old. Like, we, like, the people our age are, like, the last group of people to have seen it. Plus, it's, like, yeah. really awkward because Jessica Rabbit's in it. And, mm. like, she's cool. But, like, she's also just, like, a little too sexy to be in Mickey's Toontown. Yeah. We just don't like, have Mickey's- Toontown. Yeah, like, Toontown is geared for kids. And we'll get to that when we talk to the re- about the revamp that's happening this year of it. But, like, I just think it's it's not right. So, because I had to look up Roger Rabbit in the parks. Uh-huh. He was featured in the Backlot Studio Tours that no longer exists. Yeah. They, like, had and then there was a meet and greet opportunity with Jessica Rabbit that's so weird. Have you seen yes, that? Yes, I have. I follow it's um, so weird. that Helen girl on um, TikTok. On TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, basically, a long time ago, they used to have a meet and greet with Jessica Rabbit. And, like, she had these, like, enormous, like, cartoon boobs. That was huge, right? Because, like, in the movie, it's she's just, he- like, 
she looks like she's got a hump in the front and a hump in the back but anyway so they had this like super cartoony figure on her and then instead of making her a face character because that would be too sexy she had to wear like this mask that's like I, the creepiest I think it thing was because she was going to be seen with roger rabbit so they didn't want like one fur character and one face character <sighs> I don't know. It was, it's so weird. It is. But then, like, there's this awkward slit in the dress that you can see, like, her real leg through. Yeah. Like, it is just bizarre. It is. I'm very glad that they pulled those. That was not a good idea. Roger Rabbit looks good. Nothing else. Yeah. So, anyway... Um, let's see. I would also add more rides to California Adventure. Like, yeah, I feel like California Adventure, there's like two or three thrill rides. There's a few little kid rides and like you're done. So like I would take that area that was like the wharf maybe because there's no food there anyway. And like maybe put something there or like. I don't know. I like that they added new rides when they redid Pixar Pier, but they just added one, and it was the Pixar. What is it? The um, no, the not the Incredicoaster because I used to be California Screaming. Yeah, no, it's a it's an Inside Out ride. What's it called? Bing Bong's Emotional Whirlwind. That's what it's called. Thank you for reminding me of one of my ideas that I completely almost forgot to put in. So. There's that. So, like, that was nice. But, like, a lot of them are, like, more geared towards younger kids. And I just think that we should have one or two more rides in DCA. And I think they're getting that way with, like, Avengers Campus. Like, maybe they'll add something else. And, like, because, like, they already added Web Slingers. So they might add another one. And, like, I would also really love to see a show, (laughs) Rogers the Musical, well, the, like, guys who created that song want to do, make it into a full musical. They I came out with that. I'm here recently. for it. I'm here for Same. it. And I think they should do a 40-minute version and put it in the Hyperion Theater, and it would be perfect. It's right next to Avengers Campus. It literally is. And it would be so good. And right now it's just sitting there empty. And there's yeah. if they're not going to do that with it, then they should put a ride in there because there's so much space. Yeah. I'd rather they not put a ride in, but you know. No. There's also this big building. I don't remember what it used to be, but now it's just like this empty giant building that has like extra Avengers merch that you can buy. Oh, yeah. I think it's... I think that's kind of a waste of space right now. I think they should put something there. I think it used to be like the back building of Muppet Vision 4D, maybe? I forgot that you guys don't have Muppet Vision. Yeah, now we only have Philhar Magic. Don't get me started. I'm salty about it. We have both. I know. Just come (laughs) visit me. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> we were literally just talking about how expensive it is. I know. At least it's cheaper to come here. Yeah. Because <laughs> you only need to buy 
one park ticket. Well, you can borrow a park hopper pass. Yeah, but you're buying a park hopper for four parks rather than two. So, I'm good all four in one day. That's nuts. I think the best experience I did park hopping was the three in one day that I've done. I've done Hmm. that twice. One time was when my sister had a wheelchair, so we had the wheelchair fast pass. So we got to go on. It was like right after um, Pandora had just opened in Animal Kingdom. The Toy Story Land had opened in Hollywood Studios. And the Frozen Ride had opened in Epcot. And we Uh went to those three parks and did all five new attractions that were in all of those. With my sister's wheelchair pass. Very nice. So yeah, that's... Those are my thoughts so far. So my next thought is, I like, I kind of like Pixar Pier, but I kind of don't. I kind of want them to change it back. I agree. Like, I like, I don't know. I understand the need for more IP in the parks, especially in California Adventure, because it was seriously lacking. But like, I don't know. For me, it just feels so weird. Maybe it's just because I grew up with it being, yeah. like, California Screaming and the Ferris wheel. And, like, I grew up with it being, the first time I went, the Ferris wheel had the big sun in the middle. It wasn't Mickey Mouse yet. It was still the oh, sun because wow. it was still pretty new. When I went, let's see, when I went for the first time in 2005, California Adventure was, like, seven or eight years old. So it was still relatively new. Yeah. So, yeah, I got, I, and like, you used to walk in and there used to be these giant California letters on your way over there before you walked in. And like, there used to be this giant thing of like the Golden Gate Bridge and like, it was like, it was so weird, but I loved it. Ow, I just kicked a trash can. (laughs) So, I don't know. I just, I have like such a fondness for that older style that they used to have. I know it's like not enough IP and kind of lame, but like, you yeah. know what? I liked it. Um, let's see. You know, we already talked about having more character interactions, walking around. Yeah. Um, that's not I a would... thing at all at Disney World. They have like their meet and greet spot. They don't walk around. The only place that yeah. is like that is Batu. Yeah. Because like right now. We don't, we only have characters, like, in buildings. Like, you see them from afar. You don't even, like, have yeah. spots to go do meet and greets right now. They just are bringing meet and greets back for us. We haven't yet. Yeah. But, um, my next thing is I would like to see, like, a little bit of a different style of Pixie Hollow. Like, you know how you guys used to have two little rooms for Pixie Hollow? Like, you meet, yeah. like, Silver Mist and Tinkerbell or, like, Fawn and Rosetta. Yeah. Like, I wish we had that because, like, we only have one little room. Okay. Or, like, one little area. It's outside, but, like, there's only one little room. And so, like, so you I would wish there was, like, it? another one. Yeah. Okay. Make another one so that way you could have two. Yeah. Um, let's see. More villains walking around, part of the character interactions yeah. thing. And then my last thing is I, love this I one. think I think they should have turned Splash Mountain into Emperor's New Group. Yes. I think that would have been a 
golden opportunity. Oh, the lever crunk. Yeah, exactly. You're going up and you're going up and you're going up and then you hit the top and you hear the pull the lever crunk and then you fall and as you're falling you hear wrong lever. Like, tell me that wouldn't be perfect. <laughs> that would be perfect. So, and then you could have little crocodiles at the bottom. Yeah. Because, you know, she comes up and she has the crocodile on her. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then, I think, I don't know, I think it'd be kind of backwards. But, like, I think you should do the rest of the ride as, like, the actual ride they go on. Yeah. You know, when they're going in all the loop-de-loops and yeah. I think they could theme it like that, like the rest of the little thing when you go Zippity down do. and then you go back into the building and like, you know, the yeah. part where you hear zippity doo da. I think like that. Okay. So those are my thoughts. I'm going to go a little Here. out of order on my notes. That's fine. Um, and I'm going to start with one that also incorporates a, a ride based on Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> I love it. So, I want Disney villains in the parks. So, I thought of this Dark Kingdom section of Magic Kingdom. It's really cool. Thank you. Um, So, some of the attractions that I've already come up with are a water ride, kind of like Small World or the Navi River ride in Pandora. Themes for Hades and Hercules. That would be a Hades Underworld boat ride. Which is genius. Thank you. Um, and then a roller coaster based on Isma and Kronk, with starting with pull the lever, Kronk, because we have to. Yeah. One of my favorite ideas I came up with is a Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique based on Corella Deville, the House of Deville. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, so the Disney Cruise Line they have a show called Villains Tonight. Mm-hmm. I say bring it in because it's like a 40 minute show. So it would mm-hmm. be kind of like the um, Frozen at Disney Hyperion or the Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast show at Studios and do Villains Tonight. I don't know if you've seen it, the video of it online. I'm not, but I've heard a lot about it and I heard it was really good. Yeah, so it follows Hades and his um, evil ometer is failing. So he, like, enlists all these helps of different Disney villains from Maleficent and Isma to, like, Evil Queen and -hmm. those guys to bring back his evilness. That's cool. Yeah, and they do, like, you know, different, like, versions of the villain song. So it's, like, Grotteville and all that stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, I really like that. I guess I'm just going to go from, well, I'm going to go to the top and do Wait, this. I like this last one. You missed the last bit. The, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. And then villain and villain sidekick character meet and greets. Because we only yes. get them at Halloween time. And y'all got so many better villains than we did during Boobash this year. I'm so mad. We don't ever get, like, any cool villains. And y'all just got, like, Agatha and Oogie and... The Meg live action, Cruella and Meg and, and Sid, Sid and all that. And Hades. Yeah. Meg used to salty. be at the parks. At the Disney well, World parks. Yeah. Well, I feel like it'd be kind of remiss to have Oogie Boogie Bash and not have Oogie Boogie there. Yeah. Just a thought. Speaking <laughs> of Meg, 
I read somewhere once that they there's enough room in Epcot to add two more countries. I saw that. Yeah. Add two countries and have one of them be Greece so we can get some Hercules IP. Thank you. In Epcot. Yes, please, and thank you. Yes. And make the other one something that we could get Atlantis. Yeah, I was thinking that, or like, because all we really have is like Mexico. It's a lot of Asian countries and then Europe. So then doing like Colombia so we could get some Encanto representation. Encanto. And have, you I know, all of them meet and not just like Mirabelle in Disneyland. Actually, mm-hmm. I read somewhere that they're putting her in Animal Kingdom, which is stupid. No, Don't if they're going to put anybody in Animal Kingdom, it should be Antonio. It should be Antonio. Yes. So I'm just going to go to the top and then do my biggest thing last. You know what my biggest okay. thing is. So bring back Fast Pass Plus. Already talked about. Yep. Um, bring back Magical Express, which was the free airport transportation yes. to Disney World. I agree. Because... Now it's going to be some sort of train that's not even opening until 2026. Yeah. 2026. And it's going to be like $15 for adults and $10 for kids. In the meantime, bring back the Magical Express. Or just get rid of the train. Why are we getting a train? Because it's more convenient, don't you know? Either (laughs) make the train free or get rid of the train. Yeah. Also, no, I think as someone that went to the Orlando airport way too many times during winter break, they still have the Disney Magical Express signage up everywhere in that airport. Bruh. And it makes me sad. Orlando. Fix it. Ever since some start- Disney World starting to do all the updates to Epcot, Animal Kingdom became the weakest of the parks. Especially right now because Everest is having its stupid refurb, but it's not fixing the Yeti. I thought it was because of a structural issue. Like, if they try to replace or fix the Yeti, that the whole building would collapse. Yeah. It's something like that. Or, like, that they have, like, however it landed, they would have to at least take, like, the top part or something like that. Yeah. Which, like, closed the ride down for a little bit. It's being closed from January to April for refurbishments right now. So maybe they will fix it. There's no news of it, hopefully. If not, I would do that. Um, Just add more rides to Animal Kingdom. Because there used to be three in the dinosaur section, and now there's only two because they got rid of one of them. Mm-hmm. There's the two Pandora rides, so we're at four right now. And then there's the Safari, five. Mm-hmm. And Everest, six. There's yeah. only six rides at Animal Kingdom. Question. Yeah? Is Animal Kingdom the park that has that kite show that yes. everybody's been posting Get videos rid of that of? like stupid so kite ridiculous? Show yes. <laughs> I saw the videos, and they crack me up. Because it only works, like... 40% of the time. Just get rid of that show. The other 60%, it's like terrible. Oh, and there's the Cali River Rapids of Seven Rides. Um, oh, there you go. But the Africa section of the park has no rides besides the safari. Um, what would you put in? I don't 
I would do some sort of Lion King ride for sure in the elephant I was thinking section. That. Like maybe like the elephant um, graveyard escape. Ooh, that'd be like cool. Like an escape with Nala and Simba. That was the first thing that came to mind. So who knows? Who knows that? Or maybe indie. Do you guys have indie? You guys have indie in Hollywood studios, huh? Yeah, because we have this. Yeah. Well, we have the stunt show for indie. Oh, you guys don't have a ride though. No, we don't have a ride. Maybe put the indie ride in. That'd be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, just bring back Nemo to Animal Kingdom, the Nemo show. Mm-hmm. Add the ne- hold up. Add the Nemo ride that's at Epcot over to Animal Kingdom. That makes. Why is it at Epcot? I don't know. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> it's in like the Living with the Land area, so that's like where Soaring is, and that's where the Living with the Land ride is. Mm. That everyone loves, that and I don't said understand. Nemo. And they also put Nemo because it's in the Seas Pavilion. Oh. So it's the Living with the Land and the Seas. And in mm, the Seas it. area, it's going to soon be water, and they're going to add a Moana thing that we'll talk about a little bit later. Yes. I know. I'm so excited. And then my last update to Animal Kingdom is, so in the original version of Animal Kingdom, when they were first making it, which is why in the logo you can see a dragon. They had a uh, beastly kingdom, so it was like mythical creatures, so like dragons and stuff. And in the original version, it was good versus evil, so it was going to be like unicorns on the good side, and evil was like the dragons. But I don't know if I would do that. I think I would do it like dragon, like a dragon section, so then we could have like Ryan the Last Dragon and Mushu and Elliot and like the dragons of disney mm-hmm. and then do like a mythical horse section like with pegasus and like the centaurs from fantasia and all that and then i uh-huh. the only idea that i'm keeping from it is a fantasia garden section that they were originally going yes. to do in that area yes yes pink hippos <laughs> yeah like pink hippos all that stuff also a pegasus ride that's kind of like um Flight of Passage like at Animal Kingdom or Hagrid's motorbike, right? Yeah, motorbike. But it's that'd be cool. The area that it was going to be in became Camp Minnie and Mickey, but then when they closed Camp Minnie and Mickey, it became Pandora. But they're getting mm. rid of almost everything over where Dinosaur is, except for the Dinosaur Ride, like the main Why? one. Why? What? Why? Because it was. So it looks run down because, like, that was the mm-hmm. whole charm of it. Yeah. But, like, the rides were getting so old that it was, like, very bumpy and, like, mm-hmm. that the whole ride, now it's you just know? old. Yeah, it was just old. So they're getting rid of all those rides and then not adding anything there. So make it the Beastly Kingdom, please. Yes, great idea. Thank you. And now I'm going to go back to the top because I want to keep my Star Wars thing for last. Um, okay. I'm not a huge fan of the Figment ride. Change it to Inside Out. You're already having the Inside Out characters meet in the exit for the ride. Mm-hmm. For no reason. But so many people love Figment. Add him to my dragon area of Beastly Kingdom. Okay. I feel like that's a good compromise. Yeah. Um... Everyone knows my thoughts on Fantasmic at Disney World and how we need to get rid of the Pocahontas thing. 
Get rid of the Pocahontas thing. But yeah, change it to the Disneyland one with Peter Pan and Hook fighting rather than Pocahontas. Yeah. Yeah, it's really lame, you guys. It's so lame. And then characters walking around rather than being stuck to, like, their meet-and-greet spot. Mm-hmm. And adding more characters. I agree. I think every park could... Or I think all of the Disney parks could One that stand I've been to saying have for a while face characters. We're getting in a place with technology where we could, and they have done with, like, the Star Wars droids, mm-hmm. animatronic... Meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Make realistic Lion King ones. Thank you. And put it in Animal Kingdom. Or even like the puppets that they have in Animal Kingdom that are so They're freaking so cute. cute. I've met them. They're, so, They're cute. so cute. Something like that. Yeah. Just something. I don't see why it's not a problem. I think they could make the realistic with the droids like we even have like lightning mcqueen and mater like there's not somebody there that's the reason they have so many operators is because they have to operate them exactly um oh no i would just add more characters especially honestly epcot also needs more characters because they have like Mm -hmm. one per country pavilion unless you're um norway who has two Mm -hmm. which is anna and elsa yes Yeah. Um, but, like, in the Mexico Pavilion, they have, like, all this Coco stuff, but no Coco character meet and greets. What? The only character that meets in Epcot is, um, Donald in, like, a sombrero. What? In the Mexico Pavilion? Yes. Like, from Three Caballeros? Yes. But it's just Donald. Like... Add the three caballeros. Add uh, Miguel from Coco. Add, like, I don't know. Add characters. Mama Coco. Add Mama Coco. Add someone. Canada Pavilion needs Brother Bear. Yeah. I'm mad. Also, y'all get all the cool nighttime events. We don't get any. All we get are Mickey's Not So Scary and Very Merry Christmas. And then we used to get the- And the Wine and Food Festival, right? But those are during the day. I'm talking about, like, the nighttime, oh. like, after hour events. Ah. Like, the Star Wars night that just got announced for you guys. Or tickets just went on sale. Whatever. Yeah, or they went on sale this morning. Sweetheart's night. Or all those stuff. We don't get that. Yeah. We're also there. We're also getting... Oh, what was the oh, other what one? Oh, what was the other getting? one? I had it in my notes at some point. But... Um, there's one other one that we're getting, too. Um... Is it like throwback? No. No. They used to do throwback night and it was all the like retired characters. Villains night is one that we're getting. I wish we were getting a throwback night. Could you imagine? Yeah, you guys (gasps) used to do that with, and it would have like Merlin from Sword in the Stone and all like the discontinued characters that they bring back for like one night. And Jane from Madam Mim. Madam Mim. Um, what's the the gorilla in Tarzan? That doesn't narrow it down. That's a lot. <laughs> the main. I know who you're talking about. The mom of Tarzan. No, not the I mom. Can't... 
Oh. The, like, friend. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. Her? I haven't seen that movie in so long. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, that. And then I also love how I also... Can we get an Elanwi? That would be so nice. What? Elanwi from the Black Cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, what's his name? The little monkey thing. <laughs> I don't know. The, from the Black Cauldron. Yeah, you know, know who I'm talking about. It's, um, oh my gosh. Andy will know. <laughs> Andy, gosh. come on the pod. <laughs> Andy at Andy Diginova. What is his name? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, and then my last one before I get into my giant one. Is, yeah, it's literally huge. <laughs> it is so huge. I have so many thoughts. Um, is do anything with the other Disney fairies, like from the Disney fairies Tinkerbell franchise? Please. Because we haven't had the other fairies like Rosetta and Silvermist and Fawn and Iridessa, all of them show up since May 20th of 2014. I was 13 oh years gosh. old last time. Next month, I will be 21. Yeah. That's, like, a long time. Plus, like, they're so cool. They are. And, like, they just came out with new ones not too long ago. Like, the the pirate fairy princess or whatever. And, oh, the, what's the one with Periwinkle? Oh, Secret of the Wings. Yeah. It's so bad that out. I knew immediately what you were talking about. Which one I was talking about. Yeah, but those are like relatively new. Another one that, another thing you could add to Animal Kingdom instead of the Beastly Kingdom, Wakanda. Mm-hmm. That'd be perfect. Because we see- can't do Spider-Man or the Avengers see our first mm-hmm. Disney Parks episode for that mm-hmm. explanation. But we can get Black Panther, we can get Guardians, which is why we're getting a Guardians ride. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Black Panther, did you see that little girl at Disneyland talking to the Dora Milaje? I, I know I'm saying that wrong, and I'm sorry. You but sent like, it to me, and I cried. I, it's adorable. So if you haven't seen this video, I will link it in the description of this episode. It is actually the cutest thing I have ever seen. But it's this little girl talking to the Dora Milaje in Disneyland. And they have her come up and they ask her, okay, what is your name? Like, what tribe are you from? And she says, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm from America. And they said, ah, the American tribe. And uh, what makes you a fierce warrior or something like that? Or what and makes you strong? for others. Mm-hmm. So cute. And it is literally the cutest video I've ever seen. I cried. I'm going to I'm going to link it in the description for this episode. It is just too cute. So my last one. Okay. Comes to no surprise of anyone. No. Expand and update Galaxy's Edge. The biggest problem I find with Galaxy's Edge is that they set it in sequel era because there's not that many characters that they could have from those movies. I agree. Because all we really get are Ray, Chewie, Kylo, and maybe mm-hmm. Finn. Finn hasn't shown up. I have up. never seen Finn. I've seen him like three or four times, but that was pre-pandemic. They haven't brought him back post-pandemic. I'm sure like at Star Wars night here, they might have him and Poe and like a few others show up. Yeah. Maybe Darth Vader. Who knows? Yeah. it's It will probably be more like Star Wars weekend for y'all. Star Wars night. Yeah. Well. 
Um, but those are really the characters that they can have from the movies. Because everyone else is old. Yeah. Or Poe. Yeah. So I would change it to the original trilogy for nostalgia factor and the recognizability of characters. And also that's what Star Wars seems to be focusing on right now. I agree. And like the rides wouldn't change that much except for Rise of the Resistance would be Rise of the Rebellion and it would be captured by the Empire and like Han Solo and Luke saving you rather than Finn and Poe. Yeah. But that would be an easy change to make. Yeah. And Vader instead of Kylo. Mm-hmm. That might be a little more difficult, but... Eh, I don't know. Who knows? Doesn't he have that animatro- that big animatronic? He has the one, yeah. He has a couple, but I know which one you're talking about. That one would probably be difficult. The one where he gets sucked into the vacuum of yeah. space. Yeah. But, like, the characters you could have are so many. And most of them mm-hmm. were at Star Wars Weekends. For mm-hmm. our Rebels that like, were at Star Wars Weekends, we had Luke, Leia, Han, mm-hmm. Chewie, R2, and 3PO. Yeah. You can also have um, Boba Fett and... He was already you there. Have you could have Lando. Vader. He was never Vader. at Star Wars Weekends. Lando wasn't. You can, though. You can. He could. You could have the Ghost Crew... Because they already have Chopper, mm-hmm. Ezra, and Sabine. They just never made mm-hmm. Hera, Zeph, and Kanan. Mm-hmm. And then you could also do Ahsoka. Yeah, like her um, rebel. Adult look. Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah. And you could do... Um, and Mando. And Mando and Grogu and Cad Bane and the Bad Batch. Do you know how big yeah. the Bad Batch is right now? They're selling Shoot. Bad Batch merch in studios. We never got, like, animated stuff and it's getting sold out in studios they made wreckers stuffed animal his lula Mm -hmm. and it sold out in days Mm -hmm. i believe it bad batch is huge right now Mm -hmm. i would either do this where you do the original trilogy all year round Mm -hmm. or there's 12 months of the year three trilogies split it up split it up Mm -hmm. we've talked about that a little bit before yeah where like I don't know, the first four months of the year, so January to April, is prequel. Then Mm -hmm. original trilogy in the summer months, which is perfect because Tatooine is hot. Mm -hmm. And then sequel for Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So before we move on to our... uh, And to the updates that we have. And the 2022 plans and updates... Yeah, um, speaking of Star Wars, I think this is a perfect time to talk about this week's sponsor. So we are sponsored by Audible again, and I wanted to highlight this time around the Star Wars audiobooks. I specifically have read The Queen's Shadow and Queen Peril on Mm -hmm. Audible, and while you're reading them, it's like you're watching a Star Wars film. They put in all the sound effects of, like, blasters and the ships and droids and everything in to make it sound like you're watching a Star Wars film. Yeah. And if you follow our link in the description, you get a 30-day free trial of Audible, which includes two book credits. And I don't know how many those books are, but most Each books are... Each one are one credit. 
Okay, there you go. One credit. You can get both of them. Yes. There you go. So, yeah. Go ahead and follow that link down below, or you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash fanfatales and get that 30-day free trial and get your two free Audible credits. Yes. That's your two free if you're a member, one if you're not Prime member. Sorry, I should have clarified. And you should read those two Padme books before the third one comes out later this year. I'm yeah, so excited. That one comes out in... I don't know when it comes out, but it's going to be Attack of the Clones era of Padme. Ooh, my favorite. <laughs> I know. I know it's your favorite. I'm excited. That's my favorite. So maybe I'll have to read them. Yeah. They're so good. Up. How have you not as a Padme fan? I don't know. I never even knew they existed till recently really? when you told me. Another great Star Wars one is the Leia book. It shows 16-year-old Leia finding out about the Rebellion and joining. Ooh. Is that one on Audible? Yes. I also read it on Audible. Awesome. So go ahead and follow that link once again. That's audibletrial.com forward slash fanfatales for a 30-day free trial, one free Audible book credit if you are not a Prime member, and two free credits if you are a Prime member. Go get those books read, y'all. So, moving on, um, there is a lot of expansion going on with Disneyland right now. Not a lot of it is proposed. World, but all the stuff yeah. that I have is, like, coming out in the near future. Okay, a lot of my, a lot of what's going on in Disneyland is proposed. Let me start with what's for sure happening this year, and then we'll get into it. So starting with hotels, the Disneyland Hotel is getting a huge like renovation. Um, Imagineers are working on bringing more elements of Disney storytelling to the resort property inspired by Walt Disney Animation Studios classic movies. So hopefully we'll get to see some of the like golden age of Disney, some Cinderella, some Snow White, Peter Pan, that kind of thing in the Disneyland Hotel. In addition, they're also going to add a new pool and recreation area and more room options to make it the ideal base for any visitor to Disneyland in 2022 and beyond. Just a heads up, everything that I'm reading for the most part is directly from Disney themselves. I may paraphrase, but it's all from them. Same with mine. So... The next big thing that a lot of you already know about is that Mickey's Toontown is getting an enormous revamp. Literally, it's huge. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, one of the new areas coming to Toontown is going to be called Centennial Park. Okay. And this is going to be the first space that guests are going to see when they enter after passing uh, the facade of Small World. Um, The natural space is going to be anchored by two interactive play experiences. At the center of Centennial Park, it's going to be a fountain, which is designed for play, which will also become the center for Mickey's Toontown. At its base, there's going to be water tables that are going to invite guests to play with the water and have a sensory experience. And at night, the fountain will be brought to life in a unique spectacle. A nearby dreaming tree will be inspired by the tree a young Walt Disney would daydream under in his hometown, and there's going to be sculpted tree roots that are going to provide an opportunity for children to play, crawl, and explore, and 
and topography, such as rolling hills, and that will offer a place to sit down and dream. In addition to reopening in 2023, the new family-friendly adventures and adventurous Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Okay. Railway. Okay, so in addition to reopening in 2023, the new family-friendly and adventurous Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway uh, will be joining Mickey's Toontown. And it will also still be home to many beloved characters, including Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck, and a few more. So finally, we're going to get Runaway Railway. It was such a success in Florida that we're going to get it over here, and I can't wait. It's so good. Yeah. Also starting in 2022 um, are Disneyland Resort Nighttime Spectaculars. So guests at the Disneyland Resort will be thrilled to once again enjoy some of their favorite nighttime spectaculars beginning this spring. So the first thing that's coming back is going to be the Main Street Electrical Parade, and it will be celebrating its 50th anniversary. Jeez. Right? Yes. Um, so this is going to be led by the iconic train and drum unit featuring Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, proclaiming in, light, proclaiming in lights, Disneyland presents Main Street Electrical Parade, and the parade is going to bring back many guest favorites, including Elliot the Dragon and floats from Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella, and Peter Pan. We're also going to see the return of Fantasmic, the must-see Disneyland show for nearly 30 years. It's Disney's longest-running nighttime spectacular, and it also... <laughs> it... Okay, that's really it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, let's see. The next thing that's going to be coming back is World of Color. I've been waiting for this one. Um, it has a unique combination of music, fire, and fog, and laser effects with Disney animation projected onto an immense screen of water. It is an unforgettable kaleidoscope of color at Disney California Adventure, and it celebrates the magic and the fun of Disney and Pixar. It's all set to a soaring soundtrack. Audiences are immersed in some of the favorite Disney movies with memorable sequences of animation and music, including scenes like Wally and Eve zipping through the cosmos and Pocahontas exploring just around the riverbend. Also coming is going to be a fireworks spectacular, Disneyland Forever, which will be a sky-high celebration filled with sparkling pyrotechnics and immersive projections that envelop guests in a breathtaking journey with a surprising special effects. Main Street USA and a few other spots in Disneyland become a magical canvas and are swept into the world of dreams from flying above the London skyline with Peter Pan to dancing with King Louie in the Jungle Book. And the inspiring closing song is Kiss Goodnight. The last little bit of exciting entertainment, well, yeah, there's a few other little exciting entertainments like we're going to get a celebrate gospel like fair type deal. Okay. Fair or is it a show? I can't quite tell. I can't tell so, either from this. Yeah. Oh, is this choir performances uh, during the month of February? There you go. Choir performances during the month of February. This yeah. next one sounds like the Festival of the Lion King that I keep on talking about. Exactly. So the next one is the Tale of the Lion King. It's the Fantasyland Theater at Disneyland, which is going to become the home to the Tale of the Lion King, which is... Uh, did debut in 2019, um, and it's going to be brought to life by the storytellers of the Pride Lands. 
Um, the last little thing is some awesome festivals that are coming back. Uh, we're going to have a Lunar New Year Festival at Ooh. Disney's California Adventure. It's going to be a celebration that commemorates the traditions of Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese cultures. And the festival is going to be filled with multicultural performances, kid-friendly crafts, culinary delights, beautiful decor, celebratory merchandise, and live entertainment. And this is going to be running from January 21st through February 13th. Um, let's see. Um, so... There's going to have a lot of guest char- or a lot of beloved Disney characters that are going to be showing up at this Lunar New Year festival, including Mulan, Mushu, Mickey and Minnie, the Three Pigs, and they're all going to be having, uh, all going to be wearing their cherished Lunar New Year attire. And the uh, and celebration is also. It's also going to include hmm? another character. I'm reading it right now. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So, um, also included is going to be a traditional Lucky Wishes wall from Mulan's new and Mulan's New Year procession, which is going to be a f- performance that honors family, friendship, and the potential for a fortune-filled New Year, which I think sounds like a great time. Yeah. I honestly think that'll sound so much fun. Added to the excitement, um, Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon will make her first appearance at Disneyland Resort. And during this celebration, guests, guests are invited to welcome Raya and catch a glimpse of the glistening dragon gem along the blooming Kumindran flower. Is that how you say it? I think so. Kumindran? I think that's how you say it. Flowers, um, which are going to be nestled deep in the heart of the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. Um, a sip and savor pass will be available for select food and non-alcoholic beverages at participating Lunar New Year marketplaces, which all are going to feature delicious Asian cuisine. The next one is going to be the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, which returns in 2022 with its unique quote-unquote tour of California regions and neighborhoods from March 4th to April 26th Yours of 2022. Yours is so early. Yeah. Ours is in like this October. Is- Oh, yeah. Ours is, like, early in the year. Yeah. I think it's because they do, like, Oktoberfest for one of the booths for Germany yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. This festival is a showcase uh, for delicious fare, vibrant em- entertainment, festival merchandise, and even come with a even time with Chef Goofy. A dozen festival marketplaces will be open and offering mouth-watering bites and beverages for every plate. Complimentary culinary destinations with visiting local celebrity and Disney chefs will return for park guests to enjoy on Saturdays and Sundays during the festival. To further enhance the festival experience, guests may book and purchase signature events such as the Carthy Circle winemaker receptions and the wine, beer, and mixology education and tasting seminars. This event also has a sip and savor pass for the festival's marketplace offerings. Additional details about the upcoming Lunar New Year celebration and Disney California Adventure Wine and Food Festival will soon be shared on Disneyland.com. So if you want to get the latest info on that, head over to Disneyland.com. They got you. Mm-hmm. Last but not least for this little section, Cars Land turns 10 this year. That's I cannot crazy. believe it. I thought it just opened recently. Like, I feel like it just opened. Yeah. So in 2022, um, it is an unforgettable milestone at Disneyland Resort, including the 10th anniversary of the major expansion of Disney's California Adventure. On June 15th, 2012, the first guests strolled through the new Buena Vista Street with shops, architecture and retheming of the reminiscent Los Angeles of the late 20s and early 1930s. 
Guests also discovered Cars Land, where car residents like Lightning Queen and Toe Mater cruise along Route 66 in Radiator Springs. The grand new attraction in the land, Radiator Springs Racers, has become as popular as the blockbuster cars from films Disney from... Ugh. The grand new attraction in the land, Radiator Springs, has become as popular as the blockbuster Cars films from Disney and Pixar. So I'm sure they're going to have special, like, Cars Land 10th anniversary type deal going yeah. on. So the... Oh, I guess there's a few more. Okay. So next is going to be the Disney After Dark limited time events. So Disney After Dark events return with more nights of after hour fun. On select nights in 2022, Sweetheart's Night will be presented on five evenings in February in Disneyland, Villains Night in two evenings in March at Disney California Adventure, and Star Wars Night on three evenings in May at Disneyland. This includes the eve of May the 4th. The tickets just went on sale today, this morning. Um, so um, I'm sure most of those tickets are already gone by the time this episode comes out. But I'm actually checking for a live update right now it'll probably take forever you'll probably be stuck in the queue forever oh no it's just less than a minute oh okay continue so um this is more nights than have ever been offered for these limited time events and they each have unique themes character experiences special nighttime entertainment and more Tickets are limited and will be available at Disneyland.com forward slash Disneyland after dark. I will also put that link down below. Um, with sales for Sweetheart's Night, which began on December 9th, 2021, sales for Villains Night and Star Wars Night began on January 11th, 2022, which was this morning. Um, so let's only see. May the 3rd has availability. Ah. Got it. There you go. You heard it. Only May the 3rd has availability. So, um, the last little bit is that there are some new shops and plans for the downtown Disney district, which is going to continue its evolution as a premier venue for innovative shopping, dining, and entertainment experiences. Specialty retailers Pele Soccer and Love Pop will soon be opening shops in downtown Disney. Uh, Pele Soccer is a stadium-themed store offering soccer gear from renowned global sports brands and national team jerseys from around the world at the shop named after Pele, the legendary Brazilian superstar. Love Pop offers eye-catching 3D pop-up cards and gifts that take paper art to new heights. Created by two, ships, two ship designers, Love Pop combines engineering and modern technology with the ancient art form of kirigami, a variation of origami that intricately cuts paper rather than folding. Which both of those also are coming, already in ours. Yeah, so we're going to get them. Yeah. So coming also is Post 21, which is going to be a new Black-owned, woman-owned retailer offering curated, modern, design-forward merchandise from Black-owned businesses, including products for family, home, gifting, and more. Guests will find the specialty kiosk between World of Disney and Starbucks. Also, continuing the momentum that began in 2018, a multi-year project will begin January of 2022, which plans to transform the former AMC Theaters building and adjacent area into a stunning new lifestyle space. Drawing inspiration from Southern California, mid-century modern architecture, the area will be a beautiful blend of vibrant colors and palettes, multicultural designs, elements, and patterns, an open lawn for relaxation and future events, and even a broader collection of dining and shopping. So... A lot is already coming. Yes. I need a second. I need some water. Okay. 
So a lot is already coming and it all sounds great, right? Ready for these nights, ready for new fireworks, ready for Fantasmic to come back. However, you don't really hear much about revamping roller coasters that they already have or expanding new lands or anything like that, right? Right. So that is because Disney is currently battling with the city of Anaheim to get this project moving forward, which is called Disney Forward. And it is a project where they will expand the parks and create new shopping districts. And I'll get into that in a second. But um, basically, they recently announced that they're trying to work with the city of Anaheim to expand the Disneyland Resort. Um, But the city has really strict zoning regulations and laws. And the zoning board has basically said to Disney, no, we're not going to let you guys expand. Um, So the Disneyland Forward team has been very clear in stressing that they do not have plans to buy or take over any land that they do not already own, rather that they want to rezone and appeal to change the permits for lands that they already own. Okay. So there's a lot of residents in Anaheim that are worried that this expansion project means that their homes or that their businesses are going to take get taken over, which is not the case. They want to take two parking lots that already exist and turn that into expanded park area. Oh. So. Um, the construction, the construction focus with Disneyland Forward, if it were to happen in the future would be using union contractors for the majority of future development, implementing a local hire program that would benefit Anaheim and Orange County residents, including a veteran hiring component, which I really like. Yeah. Um, it's also going to have, excuse me, diversity outreach, including hiring minority women, LGBTQ and disadvantages businesses. Um, It's also going to be using environmentally responsible techniques throughout the design and construction, as well as creating thousands of good paying new jobs throughout the constructions and operations. Okay. It's not an exact number, but it's estimated that in operations alone, um, a new 2,500 jobs will be made with this expansion. It's almost like... That's in operations alone. Oh, what was it? FDR's New Deal? Disney's New Deal? What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um so their continued investment focus would be um comprehensive work would include sorry a comprehensive workforce development program that supports anaheim kids and residents advocacy for support of uh, permanent supportive and affordable housing projects to help address community needs uh, support of local nonprofit organizations that provide central services to and or sorry, critical services to Anaheim residents, as well as continued community engagement to er- ensure financial support is focused on Anaheim's most pressing needs. So not only are they looking to expand their parks, but they want to expand their community outreach. And their investment in the parks would help for community outreach, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, so they have a few proposed new lands and attractions. A lot of them are already going into parks now, so they would not need to be redesigned in any way, except for maybe to fit the space. Um, but these proposed expansions to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure would be added to the west of existing Disneyland and DCA. These expansions would take over the Simba parking lot and the downtown Disney parking area. 
The proposed expansion would not pass Magic Way, which would leave cast members parking intact, nor would it expand beyond Walnut to the west, which would take over residential. So they're like stopping it to make sure cast member parking stays and residential does not get touched. Okay. So to allow guests to cross Disneyland Drive without breaking um, the magic, a walking bridge to cross from current parks to the proposed expansions would be built. And the possible lands that they want to put in these expansions are Frozen Land, where guests can explore around Arendelle with a thrilling boat ride and a restaurant set inside a castle. Tangled, which I'm super excited about. I need this in my life. I need this so bad. (laughs) But uh, Tangled, um, which would have Rapunzel's Tower, which overlooks a charming forest where guests can board gondolas to the Lantern Festival to live Rapunzel's best day ever with Flynn. Mm. And a restaurant where she befriended the uh, the thugs from the film would also yeah. be featured. So we'd have the snuggly duckling and, like, the best part of the movie. Like, come on. Yes. I need this. Also, you um, could do stuff with the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many people could you have walking around? Like, how many of the recognizable thugs? Like, Rapunzel, Flynn, Pascal, Cass. Maximus Varian. Yeah. Oh, what? Um, Sweet Monty's um, Sweet Shop. Or Monty's yeah. Sweet Shop. Yeah. Like, there's so many things you can have. I, I'm yeah. here for it. This next one also gave me, reminded me of another idea I've had. Um, uh-huh. Change Tom Sawyer's Island and Adventureland over here. To, mm-hmm. this to Peter Pan. Yeah, to Peter Pan and make it Neverland. And maybe that's where you could put in the Pixie Hollow meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Neverland would feature two attractions. Um, that One that, with the help of Tinkerbell, takes guests on a boat ride following the Lost Boys down a river, and the other taking the guests on a journey to the middle of Pixie Hollow, where Tinkerbell and her family, fairy friends live. Um, the area also includes a restaurant with spectacular views inspired by the Lost Boys' iconic hideout, which I think would be so cool. Yeah. And all of those three would be added to Disneyland. Um, that's the, where they would be proposed for. Um, the next three would be proposed to be added to California Adventure. Um, so currently under construction at Shanghai Disneyland, they have Zootopia coming in. And they want to propose to put that in at California Adventure, um, where guests will be invited to experience the mammalian metropolis of Zootopia, where anyone can be anything, with a new major attraction that will seamlessly blend Disney storytelling and state-of-the-art technology to bring this fan-favorite movie and its characters to life. <coughs> um, next um, is going to be Toy Story Land, which is already a part of Hollywood Studios, as you've already mentioned. Yes. Um, in which guests shrink down to the size of a toy and join this fun family, join the fun in this toy-filled land inspired by Toy Story films. Guests can take a ride on Slinky Dog Dash, and they can also join the little green aliens as they swirl about their rocket ship toys in the alien swirling saucers. This land would also include carnival games and a restaurant, Woody's Lunchbox. I would assume they would move Midway Mania over there, too. Yeah, that's where our Midway Mania is, is over with Toy Story. Yeah. And the last one, which is also currently open in Shanghai Disneyland, would be Tron. Um, 
So the Tron light cycle run roller coaster would invite guests to sink the pedal to the moto metal while twisting and turning in the cyber fi world of high speed race for survival. So <laughs> lots of cool, cool ideas. But one of the things that a lot of people are really concerned about is parking and transportation to the parks and like what it would do to traffic, right? Yeah. So, to support future development over the next few decades, Disney plans to significantly invest in transportation, parking, transit, and pedestrian safety measures to improve mobility throughout the Anaheim Resort. So, in the future, Disney envisions creating a new parking destination on the east side of the Anaheim Resort, which would include a pedestrian bridge with upgraded entrance accessibility for hotels and businesses located along Harbor Boulevard. In addition, Disney will continue to work with the area businesses and the city to invest and encourage the use of public transit and ride sharing for our guests and cast. (coughs) So the new proposed parking structure on the east side of Harbor Boulevard was part of the original approval Disneyland got in the 90s in their last expansion, which included California Adventure, Downtown Disney, and the Grand Floridian. So this one has already been approved. So if they wanted to, they could just go ahead and build it. Okay. But they think that, like, without the expansion, it'd kind of be pointless. I agree. At least that's my perspective on, like, what it seems like. Yeah. That, like, without this new expansion and without the addition of all these new hotels and, like, areas that, like, the ex- this adding this parking lot would be pointless because it would just be another parking lot. Very true. So... The traffic impacts, right? That's always something you have to worry about. Like, what's the traffic going to be like? So, Disneyland Resort has made significant investment over the years in parking and mobility throughout the Anaheim Resort area, um, which culminated in the Pixar Pals parking structure, which has significantly increased parking supply in the Anaheim Resort area. Parking, transportation, transit, and pedestrian safety investments are all a very important part of the future and will be considered with any projects made possible as a resort of Disneyland Forward. In fact, as part of this process, the city will be updating the existing environmental impact report for the Disneyland Resort project, which will include a thorough analysis of potential environmental impacts and will identify mitigation measures to address and reduce impacts. Okay. So basically, all that fancy language means they want to work with the city to make sure that traffic isn't really an issue, transportation isn't really an issue, parking isn't really an issue. And on top of that, increase pedestrian safety, which is so yeah. important. How many times do you hear, oh, drunk driver by Disneyland ran over 30 people? Yeah. Right? You don't hear it often, but it happens. Yeah. Somebody ran a light and hit for people in the crosswalk, you know? So it's always something that's really important. And I love that they want to add pedestrian bridges just to improve pedestrian safety because there, there's constantly people walking around in Anaheim. Yeah. So lastly uh, would be a new downtown Disney because with this expansion that they have proposed, a lot of downtown Disney would get reabsorbed into Disneyland and Disney's California Adventures. So where the heck would downtown Disney go? So, um, this new expansion plan would also actively integrate existing hotels into the new resort. So, like, the hotels would essentially be integrated into the parks. Oh. Which is pretty cool. I don't know if you'd be able to, like, walk out and walk down around 
Main Street, but yeah. like you'd be able to look over the parks. That's cool. I mean, yeah. of course, and I'll get into it a little bit later with the new hotel that Disney's getting, Disney World's getting. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much their plan with that with studios. Yeah. So, um, the new downtown Disney district would be moved to uh, the corner of Harbor Boulevard and West Catella. And in this exp- this new expansion, it would be Caddy Corner to the existing parks. So, <coughs> not across the street, but like corners. Okay. Diagonal. Um, so, this would also include a huge shopping district as well as a new hotel and dining locations as well as additional small parking. Okay. So... This seems like, I think it's a great expansion. I'm currently on the email list for Disneyland Forward. So I will keep you guys updated as I am updated. Um, And you can guarantee as soon as I move to Orange County, I'm going to register to vote in Orange County because I need to be able to vote on this. Yes. As soon as I can. That is if they open it up to a public vote. But I need to make sure this happens because... I think it would be so great for the city of Anaheim, especially considering how much money they lost over the past year. Yeah. Because of Disneyland being closed and the lack of tourism. Like, over the past two years, you the impact on the city has been astronomical. And so many small businesses that would have been, uh, that would have been um, patronized by Disney patrons were not patronized and had to close. And that was one of the saddest things going last June. And seeing was how many small businesses were closed and how many storefronts were empty. Yeah. So I really think that this would be great. I I think so too. Yeah. If you agree, go read up on this, you guys. This is just, this is a lot of it. But there's so much more to read and like get on the email list. Like pay, like pay attention if you want to be a part of this because like, if you support this expansion, because Disney has made it, like, astronomically clear that they do not want to relocate people out of their homes. Yeah. And that they are just petitioning to rezone land that they already own. So please do your own research. Look into it. I think this is a great idea. Same. Again, just my opinions. Okay, now I need to stop talking for a little while. So I'm going to let Emma talk for a little while. Alrighty. So, Emma. Yes. Fill us in. Now that I've completely filled everybody in on the Disneyland expansions, what's happening over in Florida? So a lot of these are 2022 plans that I will be mentioning and will be coming out this year during the 50th anniversary celebration. Um, The first thing, which I'm very excited about, is that all park trams will return. Which, so, because of how big Disney World is, our parking lots, we have to have trams to take us to the, like, entrance of the parks. Mm -hmm. But they shut that down during COVID. Mm -hmm. So you've had to walk what used to be, like, a five-minute tram ride to the front Mm -hmm. to get all the way up there. So it's going to be, like, a huge convenience thing. They were down the last time I was there, but they've started to bring it back up already. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about that. This next one is also transportation. It is um, the new airport train that will be coming out in 2026. It's the only 
change. That Which we've already talked about. Yeah. The only real thing I'm going to highlight is it's going to be by Bright Light, and it was set by the state of Florida to connect, like, pretty much Tallahassee, where my university is, to the bottom. But they decided to add, like, its own little route from the Orlando Airport, MCO, to the Disney station. And they're looking at two different routes right now. One, which would cost $1.03 billion, with a B, and another one that would cost $2.1 billion. That's really expensive. Yeah, which is why I'm like, why, why are we doing this, State of Florida? Why can we not just have the free buses from MCO to Disney? But it's whatever at this point. I... Mm. So I can could, you, like, yeah. outline what each different plan is? I'm intrigued. Yes. Um, so the $1.03 billion would go along 417 And 417 is, like, one of the major roads in Orlando to, mm-hmm. that, like, heads to Disney. Like, that's the road I take to get to Disney from my house. Um, and it would be 342,000 square feet of bridges and involve three private properties. Okay. And then there's the State Route 528 route, which was the 2.1 billion one, which would require 1.9 million square feet in bridges and affect over 70 private properties and involve a complex arrangement with SunRail, which is the main Orlando train system that we already have. So basically, okay. they're getting rid of private properties and basically doing the opposite of Disneyland. And making people so, pay for airport transportation. Yeah. So it sounds to me like the first option is a great option because it only involves three properties. Yeah. Rather than 70. Over 70. Yeah. But. What uh, are the benefits of the other one? Nothing really. Because Lame. it's. Yeah. I don't like it. It was supposed to start next year, like, opening. And it wasn't even going to be to, like, the hotels. Like, the Magical Express would take you to your hotel. Mm-hmm. That was the luxury of it. And it would pick up your bags for you at bag claim. So you would just go to the Magic Express thing. Not worry about your bag until you get to the hotel. But they got rid of that. And added this whole thing we have to pay for it and now go through bag claim and all that crap. Ridiculous. And like it takes you to Disney Springs and not even your hotel. Your hotel. And Disney Springs is so far from most hotels on Disney property. It's stupid. I hate it. And now we're going to get into some of the parks. Hollywood Studios has no real update besides Fantasmic coming out or coming back at some point this year. No release date yet. But Epcot, um, they just opened Space 220, I think is the name of the restaurant. I should have looked that up. But it is, um, yep, it's Space 220 restaurant. And it is a um, fine dining restaurant, and it looks like you're in space. 
It's right next to where Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will be, which will be housed in the former Universe of Energy with, um, Pavilion. And this whole area will now showcase science, technology, and intergalactic adventure. And the other offerings in the World Discovery area of Epcot will be a Play Pavilion, Space 220, Restaurant, Mission Space, and Test Track. And then the other Very side nice. will be, like, Earth and not, like, science and technology and we're evolving. But it's going to be, like, nature, which we'll cover in a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, I really like it. But Imagineering is calling this an Omni-Coaster ride system, and it's a collaboration between Walt Disney Imagineering and Vicoma, which is a Netherlands-based Netherlands roller coaster manufacturer. And Cosmic Rewind's vehicles will be able to rotate 360 degrees and do a reverse launch, a first for Walt Disney World. What in the hell? And it will open in the summer of this year with no official date. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> 360 degrees. That means like around the whole track? Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, no, like, like that. Not like around the No, the not like a loop track? Loop. Like, okay. oh, maybe around the track. I thought it meant like you could go like, like the track would be like a tube and you could go sitting Maybe. on top to sitting on the bottom back to sitting on top, oh. right? Cosmic Rewind. I don't know, like Gabby, Disney World's website sucks, so I got it a lot of this information from various Disney blogs. Yeah. See, I really like the Disney Parks blog and I really That's like what I use. the Disney. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's an official Disney Park blog. Okay. That's an official Disney blog. Yeah. Disney Parks blog and there's one other one. Disneyland News, I think, is another one. So, no, it's going to be the ride system rotates because it just looks like a normal track system. Okay. So, the so track the system vehicle. doesn't rotate. The vehicle itself rotates. The vehicle itself. Okay. We'll go in a full 360. Okay. Still so like, So the ride car itself will be able to rotate like the ride cars in Haunted Mansion. Yeah, just but a full 360 rather yeah. than like 180. 180, yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, I'm going to jump a little bit forward. Um, the Connections Cafe and Eatery will be coming to Epcot's World Celebration Neighborhood, which is like the little area right before the World Showcase. Mm-hmm. And menu and pricing details have yet to be revealed, so we don't really know what's going on with this new eatery, mm-hmm. but we'll see. And then the last big update to Epcot, which I'm very excited about, Me too. and this will be in like the nature side of um, the Imagination Pavilion, which is like mm-hmm. the opening part, um, which is where living with the um, land and... Nemo and Seas is, is the first ever attraction based on the Walt Disney animated film, Moana, and it is Moana Journey of Water. I'm so excited. I am too. And this will be a water maze um, with lush environment where guests can interact with living water in a beautiful and inspiring setting. Construction is now 
vertical on Moana Journey of Water, and it's reasonable to expect that it will debut in late 2022 or early 2023, but Walt Disney World has not had an official update yet. Yeah, okay. Um, and then one other that I remember that they're doing, it's also going to be in, like, this, it's going to be the middle section between the technology and nature. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called, like, Dreamer's Cove or something, and it's going to have, like, Walt Disney statues and be, like, a really calming place to go to. That's really cool. So it sounds like the area that they're putting in Toontown with yeah. the little tree. Yeah, it's just going to be an Epcot. Um, I'm excited. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And then Magic Kingdom, we're going to be getting the Tron Light Cycle Run Roller Coaster, um, which is under construction behind Space Mountain in Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland, and it's going to be a clone of the Shanghai ride. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Um, And it comes out later this year. I think it was an October date I was getting. Nice. So, like, right around when the 50th closes. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're gonna get Festival of Fantasy um, and Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair back in 2022 um, Festival of Fantasy is the iconic parade that fills the park with stunning floats and characters as it wows guests it has the Maleficent that breathes fire oh Maleficent that's Dragon cool ours is in Fantasmic well no this is like a parade float I'll have to send you a video of this is the one that's like caught on fire a few times right yes yeah okay i've seen it okay i was there the day that that parade opened that's cool fun fact um and then mickey's royal friendship fair is a sweet stage show held in front of cinderella castle and it offers a chance to see characters such as anna and elsa tiana and friends like naveen and louie is that the alligator's name yeah and um, I think, like, pirates, like Peter Pan and Hook and them. Cool. And it's just a really cute little storytelling experience. I really like it because it incorporates some of the newer stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. That's something we need here. We don't have a lot of the newer stuff. The last renovation was done in the 90s, except for Pixar Pal, which True. was updated in 2018. So. Um, yeah. And then on our final park. Not our final thing, though, is Everest is having a major um, refurbishment period from January 4th, um, 2022 until mid-April. And there's no news of if they're fixing the Yeti, fixing the Yeti or <laughs> what they're doing for the next four months for this major ride. At this point, the Yeti has become such a meme that, like... <laughs> I was Disney Park CEO, I would just have a meet the Yeti character yes. meet and greet outside. And it just yes. stuck like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, just use the broken Yeti. Yes, Disney's broken Yeti. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> well, like, Sean just went to Animal Kingdom the other day, and they were able to do like the whole park in like half a day. With every, like, there's no rides, and all the shows are, like, pretty much closed down except for a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King, so they're not even doing the full show yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm mad. And then the stupid kite one, that's ridiculously funny. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, and then Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond. Um, Disney has recently announced that the Finding Nemo show will be, well, in fact, return. And it will have a new story called Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond. And all we know is 2020 is confirmed. We haven't had a debut date of the show. But I do know... 2022. Um, but we haven't had a debut date of the new show. I do know that they're holding auditions right now for it and callbacks for characters in it because I'm in the theater community in Orlando. So everyone I know and their mother is auditioning for it right now. So who knows? I'm excited. I'm excited to see the changes. It needed updates. Yeah. I hope they keep the puppets, so. I'll be upset if they change the puppets out for anything. Mm-hmm. And then Disney World's last expansion, which start, opens on March 1st of this year. So it's which our newest they, one. They missed a really golden opportunity yes, to open did. it on May the 4th. Yeah, they could have just kept it two months Closed. later. Yeah, May the 4th would have been amazing. So it is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resort, and it opens on March 1st of 2022 behind Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. The resort is slated to offer a two-night itinerary where all guests arrive and depart at the same time, similar to a Disney Cruise Line ship. Mm -hmm. And the the vacation package includes a two-night stay in a cabin or suite, ongoing, immersive, and interactive entertainment, where choices determine your experience. Food and beverages on the Star Cruiser, excluding alcoholic and specialty beverages, and a quick service meal at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, or other select locations at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios for your planetary excursion to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, valet parking, and an exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Magic Band. Wow, that's actually pretty good for the price. Yeah. That's pretty decent. I was trying to explain this to my dad, and he still doesn't think so. I think this, I think that's actually a pretty decent... Like, I feel like that's what you would normally spend on that kind of thing. Like, park, or like park admission. And also, something it doesn't include here is while you're at Hollywood Studios, you get... um genie plus for those rides so it's not even like you're spending your whole day waiting for the star wars rides yeah okay i think this is actually pretty decent at first i was like oh my gosh that's ridiculous but now that i'm like hearing all the things that it comes with i'm like "Mm, it's not not too shabby it's not that bad and they're adding new characters and stuff i don't know much about the new characters i know one of my friends um auditioned for one of them because Uh he's legit perfect for it because it was like a performer in the like nightclub on the ship Hmm. who needed to be a guitar player who's amazing at improv and it was going to be a twi'lek or a torguda character i know i saw that casting call actually (laughs) but my friend xander is a guitar player who like specialized in improv in high school and did a lot of improv training so he auditioned for it i don't know if he got in But that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, And then pricing for sample standard cabin rates are starting from two guests per cabin, which is $1,209 per guest per night or $4,809 for the voyage total. 
um, three guests per cabin, two adults and one child, eight, um, $889 per guest per night, or $5,299 for the voyage total, or four guests per cabin, three adults and one child, which would be $749 per guest per night, or $5,999 voyage to- total. I don't know why their sample pricing didn't include two adults and two children. I don't either. I, like, that feels like that would be the most logical. Thank you. Because I was like, what would it cost for a family of four? A four, yeah. That's, like, what people want to know. Who's going to yeah. be like, oh, what's what's three adults? Uh, like, parents and, like, another parent's, like, side, side <laughs> partner? I don't know. But, like, this is also, like, again, with this... I wish it was set not in sequel trilogy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, I was looking at, like, a sample itinerary, and it included, like, lightsaber training and all this other stuff. Yeah, I saw that stuff. Like, it's so cool. Like, I I would pay it. Yeah. Disney I mean, sponsoring. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Disney needs to start sponsoring us, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's pretty reasonable for what you get like you would spend easily you could easily spend four thousand eight hundred and nine dollars for two people for park admissions for park hoppers for hotel food remember that this is only a two-night stay though yeah but still true like when we went i mean this is comparing california to florida but when we went in june one day passes when we went in june it ended up being $1,200 $1,200 for us to go. Which, I mean, is not even close to that. But, but we also ate what out. You're paying for with a Disney cruise ship. You're paying yeah. for all of your meals. Like, that's the biggest thing on here. Like, meals your cost meals. so much. Yeah. And you get the Genie Plus, which is like an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, I'm not so used lie. to looking at the Florida resident tickets. Hold on. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, oh, for this next time that I go, I think I might try it. See how I like it. Oh, the other thing I forgot to mention. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I forgot this. In 2022, magic bands are coming to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, we're getting magic bands. Hold on, I'm looking for, like, a date in June or July. When it's busy? Yeah, like, when it's really busy. So, per adult, I just did two adults for this first Mm -hmm. price. For a one-day pass is 126 in the middle of June. Is that for Park Hopper, though? No, this is um, a single day, because I think this is also a single day, because it's just studios. Okay. So I was comparing it if. Yeah. So, yeah, so 126 per adult. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think it's too shabby. I don't think so either. Yeah, so like that $1,209 just for two mm. adults to go for one day to Hollywood Studios in peak time. Is two hundred and fifty-two dollars. 
Yeah. That's not including hotel. Not including parking. No. Not including food. Yeah. Not including Genie Plus. Mm -hmm. However much that is. I think it's decent. Plus, it's it's an immersive experience. Yeah. You're paying for the experience as well. Yeah. I'm surprised Universal hasn't done this with Harry Potter yet. Right? Get on Stay it, in Hogwarts. Let's go. I, I would do, do that it. in a heartbeat. I know there's a hotel in London that's not sponsored by Warner Brothers that has, like, Harry Potter-themed rooms. I'm here for it. I want to go. And I think it's, like, right near the studio tours. I'm going to go. When I go to London. I don't know when, but I'm going to go. We'll go together. A fan yeah. house trip. We're going to go. Yeah. Kara, you hear that? You're coming. Yeah, Kara, come on. <laughs> is there anyway, anything else you'd like to no. mention or anything? I think we've wrapped it up. Is, is there any other fandom news you'd like to share for this week? Is there any other big news that came out? <laughs> Just in general, not necessarily about Disney. I know. I'm trying to think if anything really came out besides... Oh! Um, the... The results, right, of the Golden Globes came Oh, out yeah. This, and Andrew Garfield won Best Performance of an Actor in, like, a Musical or something. Here, let me get it. Yeah, Musical slash Comedy. I posted it on my Facebook, so let's see. Yeah, it was um, Andrew Garfield won Best Actor in a Musical slash Comedy is the category. And so congrats to him. Let's see. What else? Um, um, best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy was West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole Kidman won for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Mm-hmm. Rachel Ziegler won for Best Performance by an Actress in a, mus- or a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy for mm-hmm. West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She was up against Emma Stone for Corolla. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture went to Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Woohoo! I was so happy when I found that out. Me too. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda did not win for Encanto. For I thought I thought Encanto won something. It won best um motion picture animated. Yeah, but not best motion picture soundtrack, right? Not the song. Not best original song, motion picture. Yeah. Billie Eilish Who? won for No Time to Die from No Time really? to Die. But, like, can we just talk about that category right now? Lin-Manuel Miranda was nominated. Beyonce was nominated. Billie Eilish was nominated. And Jennifer Hudson. It should have been between Lin-Manuel and Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce was for Be Alive from King Richard. Which was the Will Smith movie that he won for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lin-Manuel Miranda for Encanto. Um, I'm trying to see if anything else is big fandom stuff. Mm, I think that's it. Well, oh, Dune won for Best Original Score in a Motion Picture. Oh, yeah. The music from that was pretty good. I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing it on Friday. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard clips in the music, and the trailer music was pretty good. Yeah. And then, remember, there was that one compilation for a while that people had that was half Prince of Egypt, half Dune? 
Yes. That one was really good. Yes. So. Oh, and there was a musical thing that musical news that came out earlier today that I found out and I was mm-hmm. going to send it to you and then forgot. Um, Broadway World posted it because they're my major news source. Mm-hmm. So Ben Frankhauser from Newsies and Phoenix Best are going to star in a world premiere of AD 16 at the only theater center. And AD 16 will be an inspiring and delightfully witty musical comedy that follows Mary Magdalene's quest to impress the boy next door, Jesus. And it's going to be like a modern retelling huh. of the Mary Magdalene story. But then Frank Hauser, who hasn't done anything since Newsies, is Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited for this, honestly. This will be interesting. Yeah. And of course, Broadway shows are shutting down left and right. Yeah. But we love our swings and understudies. Go swings and understudies. Thank you so much for being such a great support. I think one of my favorite stories besides, um, oh, what was it? Um, The girl for Marion in uh, Music Man that went on for two days and two previews. Mm-hmm. was Come From Away, which is normally 12 performers in the entire show. Mm-hmm. Eight of the tracks in that show for a performance during, like, all this Broadway craziness mm-hmm. were swings or understudies. Wow. Eight of the 12. Yeah. So go out there and make sure you let those swings know that we love them yeah. and we support them. And they're oh, fantastic yeah. because they are so important. Don't be disappointed when you find out that swings or understudies are going on. No. They're the hardest working people on Broadway. They are. And they need your love and support, too. So, you know, there's that. So, I think we will see you guys in the outro. Yep. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud member of the Real Fans Network. That's right, and there's a huge variety of shows to listen to, like Real Fans for Real Movies, Holy Batcast, the All Batman podcast, which Emma is currently super into. Yes. Um, Disorder, every Disney movie, which I'm plowing through. We're getting through it. Okay. And uh, please rewind the retro movie show and many more. Join us next week where we will be talking about a bunch of Harry Potter fan films found on YouTube. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review or comment down below to tell us what you think of the show. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram and TikTok are both at SniffyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the wonderful Carol Linsmeyer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Bye! Bye. The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the brand or company they're about. Mm-hmm.